Hi, I'm Alicia Atchison. I'm vegan, an animal lover, and animal rights activist. Many people say that becoming vegan is one of the best decisions they have made in life. I'm here to share my guest stories on their choice to live a kind life and what it means for them to be vegan. Welcome to A Kind Life. Today, I'm very grateful to have Hannah Pledger Firth. How are you going, Hannah? I'm going so well. Thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Hannah. Um, my name is Hannah Pledgerfirth, as you've mentioned. Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm a full-time university student and I am the uh, chairperson of the Young Animal Justice Party Victoria branch. And so what are you studying at uni? Uh, I'm, do- I'm doing a Bachelor of Arts, a double major in um, philosophy and politics and international studies. Okay, wow. So I'm guessing from that, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit sort of later in in this episode, but it sounds like for a a little while now you've had an interest in politics. So I guess, like, tell us where did that sort of journey begin for you in terms of politics? I think, I mean, I I can't pinpoint it exactly because it's early in childhood, but I think it might have come from my relationship with my dad. We have fostered, like, the way we speak is very like always in good faith and good spirit, um, but debatey. And he likes to bring up contentious issues and see where I stand on it. And I feel like, um, yeah, we've always talked about contentious political and philosophical issues. Um, And he also, like the way he raised me, and same with my uncle, actually, um, we'll we'll always watch like weird um, interview clips of George Bush and like from the Bush era and like Margaret Thatcher and Sarah Palin. I don't know why these are all conservative figures. Apparently that's who my dad was interested in at the time. But um, yeah, so I feel like there's always been, I've always been like a bit enamored not in like necessarily in like a positive way but it's like fixated I guess with these political figures and the influence they have and seeing the extent to which they influence the world that's where I got interested in it but I was never actually interested in pursuing it until I realized that the animal justice party existed because I always thought well if I were to be a politician I would obviously have to compromise a lot of my morals and beliefs because not there's no political party that represents or shares my values so that sort of all changed when I learned about the animal justice party and how long ago was that? Um, I think I would have first heard about it around 2018. Um, and then like ever since then, you know, it was like, oh, I've got to join that party. But then I only got around to it in like 2019 or 20. Before we delve into that, let, tell us a little bit about your vegan journey. Um, well, I was raised a vegetarian. So I've been a vegetarian my whole life. Um, my mom is a vegetarian and my sister um, ever since birth. And so I've always sort of had that value that, animals are deserving of moral consideration, um, let alone life. So it was just, I didn't really know anything about the, or I I knew some stuff about, but not to the extent to which the eggs and dairy industry, um, you know, was cruel to animals. And so I I remember I uh, watched a clip online somewhere with someone talking about how much pus is in milk. And I mentioned it to my sister, you know, she was very grossed out by that as any normal person would be really, but I didn't, I didn't really care about it. I was like, I'll drink some pasta as long as the cow's fine. I don't really care. But my sister went and looked into all of it. And eventually she was like, no, wait, there's a lot of animal cruelty in these industries. You've got to look into it. Eventually I did. And I came across Gary Orovsky's speech. I think it was like, this is the most important speech you'll ever see in your life or something. And it turned out to actually be kind of true for me because after seeing that, I basically went vegan overnight. And eventually a lot of my family did as well. We're pretty, a lot of vegans in our family. And so did your sister go vegan as well? Yeah, my sister went vegan before I did. Um, She probably was a vegan for like a year before I was because I think she had trouble communicating a lot of what was what was happening. 
because I don't think I got it and neither did my mom until I actually did my own independent research. Um, and so my sister and I were the, the sole two vegans in our family for a while. There's a lot of vegetarianism in our family, but um, eventually my sister and I convinced my mom and my stepdad and some of my aunties and uncles. And yeah, there's a lot of us who are vegan now. Yeah. Wow. So it's really, I suppose you could say there's been, you've had that experience of really outreaching and, and helping your family transition, which is fantastic. And what age were you when you went vegan? 14, I think. Okay. And how old are you now? Sorry. 20. Okay. So about six years. Yeah. That's amazing. Approaching seven, I think. Yeah. Six, seven. Fantastic. Did you find that transition quite easy? Was there any challenges? I was pretty young, so I don't actually remember heaps clearly, but I, I remember that one time I forgot, I like re- really like the, maybe the next day after I was like, well, that's it. I'm going vegan. Um, I was at my dad's and I got some, because M- he lived at a pub and they had like an M&M vending machine and I got some M&Ms and then dad was like, what are you doing? Aren't you vegan? And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. And that's the last time I ever like purposefully, you know, ate something that wasn't vegan. So I was after that, it was basically an overnight thing because, because I'm being a vegetarian my whole life. I find it very easy to omit things from my diet. So that wasn't difficult for me. I know for my sister, she transitioned over like six months because she's a lot more food obsessed than I am, I think. But yeah. (laughs) And how was that? I suppose during you would have been in high school at that stage. So did you have any like sort of, I suppose, trouble issues with kids or was that not really a thing? I got a lot of pushback. I mean, like a lot of people, you know, have, have took an adversarial attitude towards it, but I'm a very headstrong person and I love taking that stuff on. So I didn't really let it phase me. You know, I would yeah get a little tease, a little bully, but like if anyone ever tried to actually engage me in a meaningful conversation about it, I think I, if, if I didn't change their mind about it, I at least like got them, you know, they didn't think it was stupid anymore after talking to me about it. So I actually enjoyed that aspect of, of it because I like to engage people in that and get them thinking about it. I was going to say you might have been able to use some of your debating skills you learned, <laughs> you learned with your family at school, so that would have been good. And, and I suppose for any young people that are out there that might have just recently transitioned to being vegan, like do you have any advice for them on how to manage those type of situations, like with your peers or with friendship groups? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I'm trying to think of because I, I I feel like I have a very different experience than most people because, like I said, I was raised vegetarian. I've actually sort of been dealing with that pushback ever since primary school. So I've just like sort of had it my whole life. So it just comes kind of naturally to me. But the, the best advice I think I can give is if you know what you're talking about, if you researched it, um, it, 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 you know, m- most of the questions people will have to ask are the basic, where do you get your protein from? But don't plant plants alive too just these really like common questions so as long as you like have an answer to those that that isn't you know that's like a fair enough answer most people won't push you back on it that hard so as long as yeah as long as you know what you're saying hopefully if people are bullying you for it though that's a different story I never really had to deal with that because I don't think any I don't know uh people just didn't bully me because I was I, I don't know I, they knew I would you know bite back I guess so I, I don't know if I'm the best person for advice on that but if people are being genuinely mean to you in high school because you're vegan I would probably like seek help from the faculty but um other than that just like learn how to talk about it maybe watching vegans that you admire like earthling ed or something like that on youtube gives you a good idea of how these conversations tend to go and how you can respond yeah i think that's great advice and so yeah. when you became vegan what was sort of your transition then to getting involved in animal rights animal protection well because my my family are also into animal rights and always have been 
I remember like before I went vegan when I was a kid I remember going to a live uh, band live animal export rally with my mom so it's always just sort of been in the family we sort of did activism as a family which was a really great way to get into it we went to my mom my sister and I've done anonymous for the voiceless together we've done the save save movement movement stuff together so sort of got into it as like a thing we all did together but and the only animal activism I've mainly main animal activism I've done independently is the animal justice party stuff and how did you go from being a member of animal justice party to deciding you wanted to put your hand up and really get involved it was in 2020 when the pandemic was really starting to be a thing and at that time I, I have rheumatoid arthritis and I was having like a very bad RA flare I was sort of rendered immobile um just like couldn't move I moved back from Melbourne back home and was staying at home and I didn't have a lot of direction in my life I was sort of pursuing like the arts at the time in theater I didn't really know what I was doing after high school but now I thought oh, uh, you know, I, I can't really move. So I've got to think of something else that, to do with myself other than acting. I thought about what I could do with, with my, my life. And philosophy has always been a massive, massive passion of mine. But I always thought, why study that in university when I can't actually use it? You know, what are, like, you know, the trope that people say. But then I thought my passion is animal advocacy and philosophy and ethics. There is something I can actually do with that with my life. Um, if I, you know, study that stuff at university, then I can, um, you know, actually have a reason to get up in the morning. I can, uh, you know, because I always thought if I, you know, I'm successful in enough in whatever career, I will have enough means to then help the animals with what I, you know, gather. But I thought, well, I can sort of, I can turn animal advocacy into the main thing that I do with my life through studying it and then getting involved. So I approached Louise Pfeiffer, who is the convener in uh, South Australia and she was kind enough to have a lunch with my mum and I and I just asked her about like is there any way I can help with the AJP in South Australia and she said we're thinking of starting up like a blog and doing blog posts if you want to help with that and so I started I wrote I think about four articles for the um, uh, Animal Justice Party South Australia website. Wow and so was that a chance encounter or did you like how did you manage to I suppose get in contact with Louise and set that up? Well, my mom's really active on like uh, Facebook pages. She has like a whole friendship group that she met on Facebook of just vegan friends. And I think Louise is kind of active there as well. So my mom kind of knew her, like had seen her out and stuff. And she's like, well, Louise, she's great. And she's involved with the Animal Justice Party. You're also a member. And if you want to get more involved, I could probably get, get you in touch with her. And yeah, it was really amazing. And she's been so supportive and great. Sounds like a really fantastic opportunity to, I suppose, almost, it's almost like a mentoring opportunity. And so how did you go from writing those blog posts to then becoming the chairperson of the Young Animal Justice Party in Victoria? So I moved back to Melbourne um, and I still kept doing blog blog stuff for South Australia for a little bit. But then I, when I moved here, actually, I think it was the same day I got accepted into university here. I got an email from Mackenzie Sevens, who's the chairperson in Queensland. Um, I believe she's been on this podcast. And she said, I'm we're, start, I'm, we're trying to start up a youth wing and I'm trying to get people from different states who might be interested in, in getting it up and going for their individual state. And I think Louise mentioned my name to her. So she emailed me and then that's, that's how I sort of got involved with it. So for people that may not know about what Young AJP is, can you give us a little bit of an understanding? Yeah, absolutely. So it's still really in its nascent phase. We're still working on getting it up and going. At the time of recording, we haven't had our first official meeting yet, but we're having it next week. It's a semi-autonomous branch of the Animal Justice Party. Youth wing eligible members are um, 30 years and under. So I guess the mission statement or purpose of it is to 
well, there's a feud to amplify the voice of young people within the party and sort of try and increase younger membership, considering veganism is such a youth driven movement, but young people are underrepresented in politics and also underrepresented in our party. So it's trying to cultivate um, a strong youth presence and make sure that um, that young perspectives are represented within the party. And also just we're cultivating a community. Um, we've got our social media pages where we can proliferate our messages and where, where we can make our own posts and, and do our own campaigns. Like where we haven't decided exactly officially what our first campaign is yet, but we're looking at maybe something like Adopt Don't Shop or horse racing. And so just tackling the campaigns that we think that you know the youths and the young people are really passionate about. And also just upskilling members, giving young people an opportunity to network within, you know, with like-minded young people and also just socialize with people who have this, who share the same values in a world where not many people really do. And yeah, upscaling as in um, there are plenty of people within the party who would love to, to teach and pass on the skills that they've learned in their time in politics to young people who will eventually carry that mantle. So yeah, really bringing up the, the future of the party through the youth wing. And so what do you think, do you have any sort of, I suppose, reasoning for why youth is underrepresented in politics? I think the, broadly the population, but especially young people, are really disillusioned with politics. They don't think politicians represent their interests, um, which, you know, I say they don't think. A lot of politicians don't represent their interests and um, they don't represent their values. And I think they don't think their vote matters. That's why I, I encounter a lot. A lot of people, yeah, they don't think it makes a difference. I think when when it was really common to have like high party membership um, in the population, with times where there was like really big, strong labor driven driven movements where, you know, people were more unionized, they saw, you know, tangible change made, you know, from being a part of these political movements or, and things like that. I just don't think it's the same anymore. Um, so I, yeah, the, the way I try to, you know, channel that is, I believe that I think with more grass, grassroots activism, more, you know, getting out there and, and making the change. And, you know, I think it's having such a, a party that represents such an alternate perspective that's so out of the mainstream will, you know, show that, no, maybe the some of the main parties don't actually represent your beliefs, but there are parties that do. So maybe if even if you don't want to get involved with like the Liberal Party or the Labour Party, or if you don't think they completely represent you, you know, there are plenty of parties that also, that, that may, so... Yeah. yeah. Why do you think it's so important that we're getting those voices heard? I think if young people's voices aren't heard within the po- political realm, young people aren't going to be engaged because unless their voice is represented, they, they don't have no incentive um, anyway. They just would feel helpless, which I think is how they feel now. Yeah. How do you best see drumming up that interest in getting, you know, young people involved in the AJP? I wonder really how many vegans even know that the Animal Justice Party exists, because I think if more vegan, young vegans knew about it and could actually knew about the changes that the, young, that the Animal Justice Party is affecting, then I think that they would be interested. Um, so I really think a lot of it's just a part about like raising our profile. And, you know, I think a part of that also is cultivating a community that does draw people to it, makes people want to get involved and want to get around it, you know, and creating events that are exciting for young people. Yeah. I know you said you're still sort of in your infancy, but do you have any campaigns or activities just as examples so that people can understand what you guys might be working on? 
Um, we did um, until the lockdown <laughs> happened. We had a, so like I said, what we have, we're having our first online meeting soon, but what we had planned before the lockdown was uh, state and our local MP, Andy Medic, and his team were going to host a tour of Parliament House and a uh, little uh, picnic on the, on, on the lawns, which was going to be really exciting. You know, introduce us to the, the youth ambassador in, in the Parliament as well and have a conversation with them. And we were going to sit on question time and see how it all happened. So I think that would have been a really great opportunity for everyone to actually, you know, gather, meet each other, socialise, meet Andy and learn a lot about what it actually is like to be in politics. So that's what was going to be our first thing. And then you said you're also looking into specific campaigns that I'm guessing you would probably be happy for, obviously, young AJP, but I'm assuming you may work with other groups or, you know, interested parties to get a bit of a bigger presence. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Um, I know Andy is really excited about the youth wing and we, uh, we've been in communication and talking about how the, um, the youth wing and his team will collaborate on certain campaigns and issues that they're working on. And then we also have an advocacy group in the Animal Justice Party that their main focus right now is written submissions and we've just recruited somebody um, into the Young Animal Justice Party who has been doing a lot of submissions in his personal advocacy. So there's, I think there can be a lot of cl- collaboration there too. And that's a really good way for um, young voices to be represented. If there are young people doing submissions, then that's a surefire way to make sure that, because I think that's also where a lot of young voices are underrepresented. I don't really know any, many young people at least who are doing written submissions in politics. So yeah, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And for people, I guess, that might feel a little bit overwhelmed, they may never have had an interest in politics or know much about it. Like, I guess, what would you say to those people that might be interested? Well, I think one of the great things about the Young Animal Justice Party is that you can be as involved or as not involved as you like, whether it's, you know, being in the committee or being an active volunteer or just sitting in a meetings and hearing um, what's going on all of it is valued and all of it is more than welcomed and you know even if you've sat silently in 10 into through 10 meetings you're always welcome in the 11th to unmute yourself or you know hopefully in real life you know you know raise your voice and actually have some you know have some have your say if you'd like to or if you wouldn't like to it's always great to just have that education have that knowledge of what's what's happening in your local community and ha- happening in your movement yeah Absolutely. I I actually, you know, couldn't agree more because I had no experience really in politics. And then I went, I obviously with Andy in the party, he's in my regional group. And I sort of thought, oh, I want to support his work in parliament. And so I joined and then I thought, oh, well, during COVID, similar to you, I had some time and I thought, oh, I'll go to a meeting, an online meeting. And um, I was absolutely blown away by, you know, everything that goes on that, you know, if, if you're not quite actively looking for it, you may not know, like you said earlier. And so I think it's great because there is that opportunity to learn what the party is doing and how you can physically help in campaigns whether it be on the ground or submissions petitions so yeah I think it's a great opportunity to somewhere to start like you said you don't have to speak or be active necessarily but it's a way to learn absolutely and so if people are interested in getting involved like what's the best way for them to contact yourself or young AJP so you can either email me at um, hannah.pledgerfirth.ajp at gmail.com. My inbox is always open and I I'm, I'm encourage anybody to email me or you can contact me through um, the Animal Justice Party Instagram or Facebook. The Instagram handle is at youngajp. I think that's probably mainly where our focus is going to be and because I feel that Instagram is m- more young people are on Instagram than Facebook usually. But both of our inboxes are open on either of those platforms as well. Amazing. Personally, do you have anything coming up that you're working on that you might like to share? 
my life right now is studying, working and young AJP. So the only thing I am working on is everything that I'm working on in AJP. So right now it's, um, we, I, I think this probably will be released after our first meeting, but I'm sure you can absolutely attend whatever meeting where we're planning on coming up with next if you're interested. People can keep in the loop with um, what I end up doing on social media. Most of the actual bigger plans like um, tours and of the, of the Parliament House and other things I have in mind have temporarily been put on a, in a halt because of lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, like a lot of people, you've kind of had to come up with alternatives. So it's great that you're still moving forward given the current circumstances. Yeah, we've been trying to transition to like fostering an, uh, an online community so that we have always have a contingency plan no matter what's happening with COVID-19. So yeah, hopefully we can um, build really fruitful online communities and uh, social online communities. Yeah. yeah. And so do you personally have aspirations to be like a candidate for Animal Justice Party in the future? Um, I do. I mean, I'm, I feel that I'm young um, and early on in my career. So I, I do, but I, I think I will probably just end up wherever I think I'm most use, useful. I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I'll always run as a, a paper candidate or do whatever, you know, I can to help the party, whether or not I'll run as a serious candidate. I mean, there's absolutely the possibility and I, I would love maybe to run for Senate one day or something. Um, but also if, if I feel that I'm of better use to the animals just doing activism and advocacy with outside of the realm of politics, you know, raising awareness for politics but not being an actual politician, then I'm absolutely open to that too. I'm undecided. It's really exciting, Hannah, because, you know, I can tell that you're extremely passionate and like you said, you, you've had some great experience with your family debating and I, it's really inspirational and also exciting to see what happens in the future because, like you said, it's an area that we haven't had a lot of voices in for young people and animals. So it's really exciting to see where this goes. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm really excited too. I'm more than excited because something I've learned in this journey is there are a bunch of young people who are passionate and have a lot of potential to inspire and um, and affect a lot of change. So I'm excited to get amongst it. Yeah. To finish up, Hannah, we do like to end with a favourite quote. Do you have one that you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, I think my favourite quote is by Leo Tolstoy, um, which is, as, as long as there are slaughterhouses, there will be battlefields. Thank you so much again for your time today, Hannah. It's really great. And I'm sure people are going to be interested to see what young AJP has in the future and also yourself as well. It's a really exciting space. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Anytime. Thanks for joining us today. I would love to hear from you if you've been inspired by this episode or if you have any requests for future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at a kind life. Remember, be kind to your body, kind to animals and kind to our planet. Take care.